Wow. What a great church. Sorry, wait a minute. Obviously, the microphone isn't working. Is it on now? Okay. You know what I'm going to do, don't you? What a great church. Wow, it really is. You know, being a, being a member in this church, I would think that Sunday mornings, you're just flying out of bed, wanting to be here. I just feel like, I, you know, to be here on a Sunday morning, gathered together, well, with an incredible, I mean, they've got some lungs on them, these singers, haven't they? Wow, amazing. Um, I, I know that we've, you know, probably enjoyed Sunday mornings sitting in your, in your PJs and just having coffee, sitting on your lazy boy lounges, but there's nothing quite like being in the house of God and being with people, is there really, to, to give praise to the Lord, amen? Jesus, I just thank you for this church. I thank you for what you've done and, and what you're doing. And I want to give you praise for that. Friends, um, oh, by the way, whoever's doing the counter, I've not started. You know, I've got a certain time to, to speak, and I've not started speaking yet. So can you rewind that? That's it. Um, there's a big clock here. I've asked for a big clock so that, you know, I don't go over time, because I don't want you to get bored. Oh, no, Paul, we won't get bored. Thank you. Um, but I, this doesn't just happen. The, you're sitting here today with these amazing church activities uh, for every generation, reaching Northampton. You're sitting in the Savoy Theater. This doesn't happen. This takes servant leadership. And I want to honor your lead pastors Jason and Linda, and I just want to honor them. Let's, yeah, yeah, but you, we're, we're going we're gonna to do a, is there anybody from Africa here? Well, yeah, it's like, you know, what's happened? I can't hear you at all. Um, in a moment, I'm going to ask for some African noise, okay, in a moment, but I just, I, the Lord just prompted me in to say to uh, Jason, Linda, your pastors, that the lion of the tribe of Judah is on you. And I just want you to stand just where you are right now. It's gonna, will, you, will, will you pray with me here in this building this morning? Will you join with me and pray for your lead pastors. Will you do that? Will you, will you stand with me? Because I've got something in my heart that I just want to speak over their life. And I'm, I'm going to do it in prayer right now. And, and if you are just around them, just, just reach out your hand towards them. And uh, in fact, we can all do that, even those right at the very top. And Lord, I thank you for this wonderful couple that you have called for such a time as this. And Lord, I thank you that what's on them right now is God. God, you are all over this couple. And I, I, I see and I proclaim and I draw out even more and more 
the, the, the lion of the tribe of Judah. Lord, we understand what that is. That's your name. We understand that who, who, who that is referring to. But Lord, I, I thank you that you are all over them. And I, I thank you for the courage that is on their life. Uh, Lord, they don't need need to get courage. Courage is within them right now. And Lord, I, I, I just thank you for the increased courage and boldness that's in their hearts and in their minds. And Lord, I thank you for praise that's upon them as well. And Lord, I, I know that in the, for the future of this church, it's courage and praise. It's courage and the song. It's courage and praise that will be found in the cross of Jesus Christ who hung there, courageous and bringing glory to our God. And you are on their life this morning. And this whole church, whether at home or here in the gathering, are laying our hands spiritually on you and we are drawing and saying to you again, go again with courage and praise and lead this church forward into new seasons and new chapters that God has ordained for it. I pray it over your life in Jesus' name. Now, let's give them a mighty applause right now. Yes! Amen, amen, amen. Please, please, um, please. Um, do, you know, did you did you stand when I asked you to stand? Did you stand? Yeah. Did I say sit down? Just, I'm just wondering. Did I? I guess I may have done that, and I may have been mistaken. <laughs> I'm playing with you, but please stand up because I'm going to read the Bible right now. Oh my goodness, we're up and down, up and down. If this is the first time to church today, please forgive me. And um, are you all right with who you're with? Because you can come down here. It's a lot better down here. Some strange ones up there. Okay, so um, we're going to read a really exciting story um, in Acts. Um, in the, it's, it, it's, it's the early church, the, the, just, the, a few year, just a year um, after Jesus uh, died, rose, left this earth back to heaven and in Acts chapter 5 and I don't know if it's going to come on on the screen it might do you, you may see it on the screen because it's the, the clever here and um, the counter's going I don't know why the counter's going for my preach because I've not started speaking have I started preaching yet I, I don't know why that counter's going and the Bible doesn't count you can't take that off my, my time limit either because this is the holy word of God how dare you rush the holy word of God get that back to the right time okay Acts chapter 5 have you got your Bible with you, or is it on your tablet, or your phone, or you just memorize this and you know what's coming up? Acts chapter 5, verse 17. It's a time when amazing things are happening in the church, and people are getting transformed and healed and saved, and God is doing it. Well, it's like revival time. It's amazing. Uh, but there is a price to pay. And in verse 17, then the high priest, always the religious people, then the high priest and all his associates, who were members of the party of the Sadducees, were filled with jealousy. They arrested the apostles and put them in the public jail. You know, God can be breaking out and people can be jealous of what is happening. It happened 2,000 years ago. It happens in 2021 too. Anyway, carry on, Paul. They arrested the apostles and put them in the public jail. But during the night, an angel of the Lord opened the doors of the jail and brought... You're going to love this story. This is an exciting... Are you excited? 
okay, good, good, good. Because I, I, I preach better when, it's, when, when you're happy. Just throwing a little tip out for you there. Okay. But during the night, an angel of the Lord opened the doors of the jail and brought them out. Go stand in the temple courts, he said, and tell the people the full message of this new life. At daybreak, they entered the temple courts as they had been told and began to teach the people. And when the high priest and his associates arrived, they called together the Sanhedrin, the full assembly of the elders of Israel, and sent to the jail for the apostles. This is really comical. Wait for it. But on arriving at the jail, the officers did not find them there, so they went back and reported. We found the jail securely locked, with the guards standing at the doors. But when we opened them, we found no one inside. On hearing this report, the captain of the temple guard and the chief priest were puzzled, wondering what would come of this. Then someone came and said, look, the men you put in jail are standing in the temple courts teaching the people. At that, the captain went with his officers and brought the apostles. They did not use force because they feared that the people, who were obviously happy, would stone them. Having brought the apostles, they made them appear before the Sanhedrin to be questioned by the high priest. We gave you strict orders not to teach in this name, he said. Yet you have filled, you have filled Jerusalem with your teaching and are determined to make us guilty of this man's blood. Peter and the other apostles replied, we must obey God rather than men. The God of our fathers raised Jesus from the dead, whom you had killed by hanging him on a tree. God exalted him to his own right hand as prince and savior, that he might give repentance and forgiveness of sins to Israel. We are witnesses of these things, and so is the Holy Spirit, whom God has given to those who obey him. When they heard this, they were furious and wanted to put them to death. But a Pharisee named Gamaliel, a teacher of the law, who was honored by all the people, stood up in the Sanhedrin and ordered that the men be put outside for a little while. And then he addressed them, men of Israel, consider carefully what you intend to do to these men. Some time ago, Thutis appeared, claiming to be somebody, and about 400 men rallied to him. And he was killed. All his followers were dispersed, and it all came to nothing. After him, Judas the Galilean appeared in the days of the census. And he led a band of people in revolt. He too was killed, and all his followers were scattered. Therefore, in the present case, I advise you, leave these men alone, let them go. For if their purpose or activity is of human origin, it will fail. But if it is from God, you will not be able to stop these men. You will only find yourself fighting against God. Amen? His speech persuaded them, and they called the apostles in and had them flogged. And then they ordered them not to speak in the name of Jesus and let them go. And the apostles left the Sanhedrin rejoicing because they had been counted worthy of suffering disgrace for the name. Day after day in the temple courts and from house to house, they never stopped teaching and proclaiming the good news that Jesus is the Christ. Amen? Wonderful. God's word, friends. And that's what I'm going to speak on this morning. Please take your seats. Bless your hearts. It's um, a joy to, to come and uh, expound, open that uh, amazing story. Uh, what, I, what I'm going to talk to you about is this. And, and um, I don't know your situations and circumstances, obviously, but uh, God knows. 
God really knows. And it, it doesn't matter which circumstance you find yourself in. What really counts is that God has found you. It doesn't matter who is surrounding you and what is coming in on you. What does count is that God is in you and in your life. It doesn't matter if you were to describe your situation like someone is chasing after you, there's pressure mounting behind you. That doesn't matter. What does count is who you are following. And if you're following Jesus Christ, that's all that matters. In 1995, I, I made a phone call to a, to a leader, well, someone who was a church leader, who had been a church leader, had risen, he'd, he'd, he'd built a big church, um, and uh, he, he'd gone into national office, and, and then made some errors in his life, and he found himself on a scrap heap, um, uh, uh, forgotten, rejected, and uh, at an all-time low. I didn't really know him, but I, I, I felt impressed by God to phone him and, and say, you can continue. And that man, for 22 years, became a very, very close friend uh, of mine. In 2001, I received a phone call from someone who used to be on my staff. Uh, before he became a Christian, he was an Irish terrorist uh, and was still carrying some residue of that. And I had to remove him from my staff. And he phoned me in 2001. And uh, I remember the impact of that phone call upon me as I went white and I started to shake a little bit when he said, I am going to bring you down. And I found that I could continue. In 2010, I walked out of a hospice, having journeyed with a member of my church who'd gone through the valley of the shadow of death. And I remember coming out into the car park, having stayed with him until he died. My whole church were praying for uh, resurrection, healing, for, for, for him to be restored. It never happened, and he died. And I came out of the car park, and I said, God, I'm finished. It, 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 it's over. And God said to me, don't be stupid. You can continue. In, in 2017, the man that I formed uh, in 1995... He's, he was preaching, and, he, and during his preach, he suddenly just dropped down dead. He was a, my spiritual mentor, my spiritual father in the faith for that 22 years. And I never got an, an opportunity to have a, a final conversation with him in, in, in any shape or form. I, I, and over the last few years, I, I've realized that I, I really miss him, and I, I, I really need him, and I wanted to have that conversation with him again. And I've missed that, but I found that I can continue. I don't know what your situation is, but my, my, my message to you today is wherever you find yourself, whatever you are going through, you can continue. You can keep going. People may have, uh, have spread 
malicious lies against you. Whisperings of your name uh, have spread, but you can continue. You, you may be battle-weary, just tired of, of, of trying to do so much good, but it just seems that bad is, is coming towards you. you. You can continue. Your circumstances may threaten you, and you may have vivid pictures in your mind of your own demise and what you think is going to happen. But I'm, I'm, I've come this morning to tell you that you can continue. You see, when one door comes crashing in on you, God beautifully opens up a new way and says, I can enable you to keep going. And friend, there's not one situation here this morning or at home where you are where God cannot, will not come, will not come and say to you, I can enable you to keep going and find a way to continue in this life. Is there an amen in this place this morning? So let me help you in the understanding of this. I'm just going to ask three questions. Uh, where were they? Where were the apostles? And uh, I want to say firstly that uh, as we unpack this, that I understand very much that there are times when God doesn't change our circumstance, but he changes us within the circumstance. I understand that. I also understand what the Apostle Paul often said, that don't, I'm in prison, but don't you think that that's where I am? I don't want you to be thinking, oh, Paul's in prison. The Apostle Paul's in prison, because that's not where I am. I'm seated in the heavenly realms. I'm, I've got a, a relationship with Christ. I'm not looking at these prison walls and thinking, oh, I'm stuck in prison. No, no, no. My life is still in Christ. So I understand that there are, there are times when we, are, we have got a a circumstance in our life, but I definitely believe, and I know that today, that God is a God who breaks you free from situations and circumstances in your life. God is a transforming God who can turn things around. I want to show you from this story how he still does that today. Where were they? Well, we understand that they were contained in verse 18, the apostles, and they're, in the, they're, they're arrested, and they're in the public jail. It doesn't matter what has gripped you or what has trapped you. It's never going to have the final say over your life. This is just a season that you are in. This is just a chapter that's taking place in your life. Have you ever read a book? Uh, a, a book. Have you, ever, have you ever read chapters? It's just a chapter. Book club. Chapter five tonight. But there's a chapter six, I presume. Yeah, amen. So if you get stuck on chapter 5, hallelujah, there's chapter 6. And friends, if your book has finished and it's a bit depressing, don't worry, because there's another book coming. Because God, who's the author of your life, has never stopped writing, has never given up on you, and will continue to write his purposes and plans for your life. So, they're contained, but, but... You see, my friends, you, you, can, you can be trapped and held back, but in heaven there's a massive word. It's a three-letter word. They're shouting, but God hasn't finished with you yet. And you just look at the person next to you, and you're thankful that God hasn't finished with that person yet. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. But during the night... An angel of the Lord opened the doors of the jail and brought them out. The whole Bible is full of God bringing people out. It's the story. It's the story. He brings you out. Hallelujah. 
have the Africans, are they in charge of the children? And they've all gone, gone off to work in the children. Is there an African in there? Sir, thank you. So at least one decent African in the place. Shocking. The Northampton Africans. Shocking. I hope you improve. I'll give you another opportunity. I mean, us white people, you know, we, we, now and again, hallelujah. I mean, at Christmas only, maybe Easter, Pentecost. Oh, I feel him. Um, but Africans, come on, help me. Uh, well, listen, I can't, I can't just bring it on, okay? If it comes, it comes, all right? I'm not going to just perform for you up there, okay? If the Holy Spirit moves, I, I'm expecting you not to be asleep, okay? Right, here, ready, Africa. You see, um, God specializes in nighttime activity. Uh, I, I, you know, many fear the nighttime uh, because wondering what tomorrow will bring. And maybe this morning there's people who, who cannot sleep because of tomorrow. You may be in the nighttime, and I, I, I don't mean actually physical uh, nighttime, but maybe you feel that that's just the best way of describing your situation. Folks, I want to tell you this morning that God turns nightmares into dreams. He comes to you in, in the nighttime and says, what are you fearing? Where, uh, what's that lyric? Oh, I didn't even know the song. There's a lyric about chains and, um, uh, and, 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 and God, God, breaking, God breaking us free from, from chains this morning. What was that song, Donna? What was that lyric, chains? And what's that one-liner? Chains will fall. Something else? Oh, oh. Yeah, and I thought, yeah, that, I'm preaching on prisons. Chains will fall and prisons will shake. Yeah. This is what happened. They were contained, but God came in the nighttime, and then they suddenly realized, whoa, it's daybreak right now in verse 21. They entered the temple courts at daybreak. I mean, totally confusing for them, but there they are in the dawn, in the daybreak. You see, you may be blinded by the night, but hearing a calling for your life that when the day breaks, you're going to be somewhere else. Something's going to have happened in your life, and you will have moved into a new season. You may be in Imprisoned in the night, but walking free at dawn. You can be trapped by the darkness, but by daybreak, you can be rising again. And around the world today, there are people who are understanding, I'm rising. There are people who are rising. A dawn of resurrection, a dawn of realization, a dawn of redemption, a dawn of a new day. If you're still here on the earth, when day breaks, starts for you, you better remember what you said to God in the nighttime. Some people make promises and commitments to God in the nighttime, but forget them when the daybreak comes. Daybreak signals activity, not apathy. Where were they? 
I love it. They were not there. On arriving at the jail, they're not here. Isn't that amazing? We are not in the jail. Well, well, we were there, but not anymore. We are not in the darkness. We are not prisoners anymore. We're not contained anymore. We are not in the dungeons of despair. We were chained, locked and key. We were there with banished behind these walls, but you won't find us there anymore. We are not there. We are here. Isn't that amazing? We were in and we couldn't get out, but God made a way. God opened the door. And if we live, we, if we live, we walk with Christ. And if we die, we are with Christ. That's, you can't hold us down. So go to the jail. Have a look at our chains. Examine the shackles. Look at the locks and the keys. Examine it all, but you won't find us there. They were not where they should have been. They, they found the jail securely locked. I love this. There was nothing wrong with the locks. Security was impenetrable. Along with that, there was guards. Keep, there was nothing wrong with the guards. They were not asleep. They would not walked off duty. We are describing here how impossible it was to break into the jail and to break out of the jail. We are not sure. <laughs> the report is this. Well, we don't know. We don't know. We don't know whether someone broke in or someone broke out. We, we, we can't understand this. We can't explain to you, Sanhedrin, what actually happened because everything looks Totally impossible for this to... Listen, let me tell you, friends. There are times in our life when we just are going to have to say, I, I can't explain to you. I, I, can't ex I can't tell you what happened, but, but God did something in my life. God changed what I didn't think was going to be able to be changed. God moved in my life, and I didn't expect it. It was beyond all of my dreams and my imagination, but God blew everything apart. It had to be God. It was nothing of me. It was nothing of man. It was just all of him. People will say that to you. They'll look at you and they'll say, I don't understand what's happened in your life. I don't understand this new chapter. What, what's happened? Who did that? I don't understand how this happened. Did, did, did you win some lottery? Did you, did, did, did you get some kind of special potion? Did, 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 what, what happened? Is, there's just blessing. There's just blessing. I just see joy all over your life. I just see peace. Uh, how, how are you so peaceful in the situation that you're in? And you just have to say to them, I don't know. All I know is God touches my life. That's where they were. Let me tell you this is that, look, the men that you put in jail, they're over there teaching. You see, you can't stop the church. <laughs> you can't stop, stop it. You can't silence the church. You know, it doesn't matter what damage people do to the church. The church just keeps bouncing back. The church just keeps speaking and praising. The church just keeps growing. The church keeps thriving. Because in the DNA of this church is the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Amen? 
We can continue. Secondly, who was with them? Verse 32. We are witnesses of these things. I'm so pleased that there's not a full stop after that. Can you imagine? Can you imagine what, what our Christianity would be all about today, 2,000 years later, when, 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 when Peter says, let's talk to you about the death and the resurrection and the ascension of Jesus, and I want to tell you that we were there. We saw the death of Christ. We saw the resurrection of Jesus. We saw him ascended. We are saying to you, we are first-hand witnesses. We lived it. We saw it. Full stop. What good would that be for us today? We would be just like any other religion in the world who's following somebody else's experience of God. Peter doesn't say that, does he? In verse 32, we are witnesses of these things, and so is, I love this, and so is the Holy Spirit whom God has given to those who obey, who follow who walk with him, the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit has not passed away. He is alive today. And every single day of your life, Christian, follower of Jesus Christ, let me speak to you. And those who are on the journey, when God comes on your life, he comes to live in you. The spirit of the living God is in you. And every single day of your life, he is speaking to you. And the journey of our life is one of recognizing his voice. But every day, he's just coming and he's saying, he's witnessing things to you. He's telling you, you can do this. You can continue. You can go for. You know, when, when, when you wake up, when you wake up in the morning or when you go into a chapter of your life and you say, I can't do this. I can't do this. I, can't, I, I don't have the resources to keep going. Why do you think that actually you find you are able to continue? Where does that come from? It, will not, it does not come from your human effort. It does not come from you giving yourself a shakedown and saying, yes, I can, yes, I can, a hundred times. It comes from the Spirit of God in your life who's saying to you this. He's saying, don't you tell me that you've got no resources to go forward. Let me witness to you. Let me tell you something. Who do you think was right there at the beginning when there was no resources? Who do you think was hovering over the, <clears throat> the depths of, this, of the chasm in this whole universe? Who, who do you think was just there, just waiting, just brooding over nothingness? If that's the word. Who, who was that? It was me. Holy Spirit, it was me. And I'm in you. So don't you tell me that you don't have the ability, the resources, because I'm in your life. And I was waiting for the word to be declared. And I sprang into life. And I created the whole universe. So don't you think I can get you into the next chapter of the book? 
When, when, when the people of God, sometimes this happens, when, when, when God's people suddenly become a bit apathetic and, and, and a bit tired and a bit, maybe a bit, sometimes we get a bit lazy. And, and there's a, a time in the, in, in the prophet Zechariah's life when, when he steps forward and he says to Zerubbabel, the governor of the people at that time, and he says, Zerubbabel, don't give up. This is not the time to, to, I know you're discouraged by, by certain people. You know, church is full of people and sometimes, sometimes, on occasions, maybe not in this church, but in other churches, because this church is perfect, amen? But in some churches, there's some discouragement sometimes. Somebody says something and, and then there's a little, little uh, you know, thing of discouragement. And, and Zerubbabel was feeling uh, discouraged and, and the, the prophet spoke up and said, do you not realize, do you not realize who's in your life? And the word of God is this, it's not by might. It's not by power. It's not by human interaction and activity, but it's by my spirit, says the Lord. Amen. Amen. A young virgin, a young girl said to the, whole, said to the angel and said, you're telling me uh, as a virgin, a young girl, that I'm going to conceive? How? How? It just seems just ridiculously impossible. The angel says, I know something from heaven. There's something that I have discovered through eternity. It's this one thing, that the Holy Spirit comes on people. The Holy Spirit will come on you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God, Jesus. It's the Holy Spirit, my friends, who's on your life, in your life, who will make the difference in you. The Holy Spirit is the answer. So when you wake up in the morning, you say, I don't think I can get through this day. The witness of the Holy Spirit says, yes, you can. You can continue. When you, when you, look, at, when you look at him, you know, you've been married to him for 90 years, and you look at him, you know, you think, i got to do another hour. The Holy Spirit says, listen, I've got him as well. I'm working on him. You can continue. Hallelujah. The Holy Spirit in our life. That's who is, was in them and who is in us. Thirdly, who were they following? Where were they? <laughs> they were not where people said they were. You know, some people want your demise. Some people rubbish you. Some people slander you and, and, and try and contain you and limit you. <laughs> you, you can walk out of prison, prison doors today. You can walk out of the situations that, that people have condemned you in. And you can walk free. Don't, don't, don't let any word of any man or woman be upon your life that will, that will reduce you to, to belittle you, to be a lesser man or woman of God. You, you, you can walk tall today. You can walk out of that prison doors because God will make a way. God brings you out. Yeah, yeah. And how, how does all this happen? It is because of the fact that the Holy Spirit is in your life. I hope you are getting to know him every single day. I hope you are welcoming him in your life. Every, Holy Spirit, we welcome you even in this place right now, this morning, to move and to, to brood over people's lives and to let your, your, your will and purpose come into place in their destiny, I pray. And the third thing to say is this. It's, it's not who's chasing after you. It's not who is wanting to slander you. It's not who is trying 
trying to hold you back. It is who you are following that counts. And they were following Jesus Christ. In verse 28, they were following the one who shed his blood. And they're before the Sanhedrin. And the Sanhedrin are saying, look, we've told you to stop speaking about the blood of Jesus and trying to make us feel guilty for what has happened. Oh, that the whole Northampton and the whole area and the region and the whole UK and the whole world, oh, that the world will be talking about the blood of Jesus. There is power still today in the blood of Jesus, my friends. The, 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 the very same people who sentenced Jesus to the cross and now here before the apostles. They, they, they accused him of blasphemy and are condemning him and they're doing it to his followers. Isn't it wonderful that they are filled with fear about the power of the blood of Jesus? The enemy of your soul, the devil who's out to attack the church is afraid, is afraid of the power of the blood of Jesus. Nothing can stand against the blood of Jesus and that is who we are following. We are following Jesus and the power of that blood, that power of that blood that says no man, no woman has to die for their sin, has to die for their rejection from God because the blood, the blood changes and saves and transforms and heals and delivers and makes all things new. When everything is under the blood, there is complete transformation are you not pleased today that you are washed and covered in the blood of Jesus? Amen. They're following the blood of Jesus. They, that your life is built on the saving, cleansing, redeeming, justifying, reconciling, eternal, sanctifying, overcoming power of the blood of Jesus. Amen. They were following the blood and they were following the one who was raised to life. The God of our fathers raised Jesus. Putting Jesus to death was the worst decision that they could have made. It was despicable to think that they would put and sentence the sinless Savior to the cross. What is the worst thing that you have ever done? If God can raise Jesus from the grave, he can right any wrong that you have ever done. But of course, there's one amazing thing, because he's a sovereign God. You see, the Sanhedrin, the religious thought that, well, it really looked like they were the ones who had sentenced Jesus to death. The truth is, they were never in control. They were in the hands of God because Jesus came as God in flesh and laid his life down. It wasn't taken from him. He surrendered his spirit to the will of his Father for the salvation of the world. Jesus paid so that man does not need to pay for sin. Even the work of the enemy sits in the sovereign plan of God. What's the worst thing that ever happened to you? What's the worst thing that ever happened to you? Now, it may take more than three days to see the resurrection. 
It may take a few chapters of the book, but I'm telling you this morning, there will come a resurrection of your life and you will look back and you will not see the hand of the enemy in your life, but you will see the finger of God. They were following the one who is exalted. He was exalted in verse 31 to his own right hand as prince and savior. Who is Jesus? Peter is answering that question and he continues and he says, Jesus is the prince. They understand the title more than we understand the the title because it was the title of the head of a tribe or the leader of a commanding army. They understood what that title is. And what Peter is saying is that Jesus is someone to follow. What he says, we carry out. No questions asked, no negotiation. Jesus is the prince of our life. He has authority. He has commanded work. He leads us forward. The question is this morning, is Jesus your prince? Peter continues and says, he is the Savior. And they understood that title very well. What they had waited for as the, as the Jews was, was here. Uh, there's no other person to come. The, the, the Savior would bring freedom from captivity, but, but much more powerfully than they were expecting. He is Savior because he saves and he sets people free from the things that have trapped them. He is the divine rescuer. The question is, is Jesus your Savior this morning? They were following the one who shed his blood, who was raised to life, who was exalted, ascended in heaven. They were following the one who is unstoppable. You will not, if it's from God, you will not be able to stop these men. Friends, there's no action of God. There's no movement from God, no message from God, no acts from God that can be stopped by man or woman. There is nothing that's coming from God, from heaven to this church that can be stopped by the actions and the deceitfulness of any man or any woman because the church belongs to God and we have an unstoppable God. We have an unstoppable God. He's shouting from heaven, you can't stop me. I own the whole thing. I'm the owner of everything. And you would agree that the owner has full authority over everything. And he's got full authority over your life. And nothing that he has planned for you can be stopped by any individual who is breaking in on your life. Today you may be facing a life of uncertainty. You may wonder if you're going to get through. Friend, you're going to get through. Stop being so uncertain and so afraid and, and, and so worrying. You can continue. Step out today. You, Jesus sets you free. Jesus has given you the Holy Spirit. He has been raised, exalted, and he has shown you that he is unstoppable so you can continue. And on the very last verse of this chapter, verse 42, day after day, day after day, 
day after day. They continued teaching and proclaiming the good news of Jesus Christ. They never stopped. They didn't grow tired. They didn't lose focus. They didn't become afraid. They, they didn't water down what they were proclaiming because of their anxiety. They were not distracted. They didn't become soft. They didn't just start to become attenders to the synagogue. No, they lived the life. It was in them because they belonged to an unstoppable God who they were following. They didn't just begin well and then taper off. They didn't just come four weeks and then stop attending. They, 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 they began and they continued. Uh, I wonder, I wonder Northampton Elam, I wonder are you constant? Are you continuing? Are you still determined? Or today, this morning, do you want to stand and say, God, I recommit my life to you. I want you to recommission me because I realize I may have stopped proclaiming. I may have just been silent when I should have been speaking up, but I realized this morning that actually I know who opens the way. I know who has set me free. I know that you are in my life, and I know who I am following, the unstoppable God. And so I recommit my life. And will you recommission me? And will you take me? Here I am, wholly available. Ask for me, I'll serve you. Take me Take me, use my mouth, use my mind, use my hands. Take me everywhere and Lord, do a work in my life. Take me, here I am. If that's you, whoever you are, whether you're on the tech team or whether it's the first time in church, or whether you've just switched it on this morning at home. My heart is crying out to you. Yes, I'm passionate about this message. You only have one life. This is your moment. And the enemy of your soul, using people, may have trapped you contained you but Jesus is bringing you out today and you are understanding that he that is in me is greater than he that is in the world the Holy Spirit and you are saying today I'm not a religious person I'm a follower of Jesus You want to recommit your life to Jesus. If you want to be recommissioned, if you simply want to say, here I am. And you may not be where you want to be and there may, may be things wrong in your life, but you can present yourself to God right now. Here I am. Here I am. Then I want you to stand to your feet right now. You are at home. Maybe you can still do that at home. Maybe you can get on your knees at home. Maybe you can lift up your hands at home. In this place this morning, right from the word go, the Holy Spirit was here. 
and is still here right now. This is a beautiful place to be in. And there are loads and loads of people standing. And God, you see. God, you know their names. Say this prayer with me. This is me. Say it loud. This is me. I've made it here. Here I am. Take me. I recommit to Christ and to your church. Holy Spirit, come. Witness to me. Speak to me. Help me to follow Jesus. Just remain in that position right now.